Hi there, and welcome to Let's Slow Down, a podcast for all of you who feel tired and stressed from this overwhelming world. Here we'll have fun, inspiring conversations about living life on our own terms and explore ways to ease the pace of our modern world, because life really is good when you're relaxed enough to be present for it. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Stolting, and I welcome you to this space where I hope to inspire you to slow down because life is too short to let it go by in a blur. So take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy the show. Happy New Year to you. I hope that 2024 is off to a fantastic start and that you have much to be grateful for as we embark on a brand new calendar year. No matter what your circumstances are right now, I'd encourage you to take a few minutes and focus on the many blessings in your life and the many still to come. I love the quote by Rainer Maria Rilke. It's been featured in many places over the last couple of days, and it goes like this. And now let us welcome the new year, full of things that have never been. The fresh slate of a new beginning can be exciting, energizing. This year, in the spirit of slowing down, why not lean into daily rhythms that support you? at a pace that feels right. Embracing a slower life and tuning into your truest self can lead to a more fulfilling and meaningful journey. Taking that time to connect with your inner self, appreciate what you already have within and without can bring about a sense of contentment. Rather than overwhelming yourself with numerous resolutions, this approach encourages introspection and self-discovery. By recognizing and nurturing the aspects of your true self that can often be drowned out by the hustle and bustle of daily life, you can foster a deeper connection with your passions, values, inner desires, and lead a more fulfilling life. Remember, personal growth is a journey. It's not a destination. We will never get there. Taking the time to listen to your intuition, honor your own pace, can truly lead to a more fulfilling and purposeful life. I'm wishing you a year filled with self-discovery, growth, and moments of calm and genuine joy. A year ago, I really started listening to the voice inside of me, to those gentle nudges I was getting from deep within. And I found I could just no longer quell this feeling that life was moving way too fast for my liking. There was too much living on autopilot, going through the motions, running around on empty, and never having a minute to sit still. And what were the ramifications for this? On my personal well-being, on relationships, marriage, friendships. What are the ramifications on our children? I decided I was no longer willing to just put up with it. I could no longer suppress the overwhelming need I felt to highlight this enormous issue. I wanted to learn more, see how others were coping, and also let people know, if they were actually out there, that I too felt paralyzed and dismayed by this busy world and what it unreasonably expected of us. Unreasonable expectations were a big part of 2023 for me. Just being aware of them and acknowledging that that's how I was living. I was pretty sure if I felt this way, 
I probably wasn't alone. So how would I do it? What would I do? How would I share this message? I wasn't sure. But as I continued the research I'd been doing for a number of years, I landed on the desire to create a podcast, this podcast. And after quite a bit of self-doubt and second-guessing myself, the Let's Slow Down podcast was born. So today, on the second day of this brand new year, I want to celebrate because, well, it's new a new beginning and this podcast is turning one. And on this special anniversary, I want to express my sincerest gratitude for your listener support and encouragement, which has truly been integral to making it this far. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As a result of your unwavering devotion, the Let's Slow Down podcast is a success. I know this because I regularly hear from many of you sharing how an episode has helped you, made you feel better, made you feel seen. And if I can do this for even just one person, then this is a success in my book and so very worthwhile. I love to hear from you. It encourages and inspires me. So please continue to reach out and let me know what impacts you most or what you need to hear so that I can continue to grow and evolve the show with relevant, worthwhile material. I am also thrilled to share that this podcast is ranked in the top two and a half percent of podcasts globally. What is that? What is this global rank, you ask? Well, the podcast is one of the top two and a half most popular shows out of over three million podcasts around the world. So today I want to celebrate this success. When I first thought about creating this podcast, I was pretty unsure of whether or not to take the plunge and actually do it. I was hard on myself, as I often am, and I continued to hear things like, who will listen? Who'd want to be a guest? Who are you to start a podcast? And I'm so glad that I shifted my mindset and persevered through the self-doubt and criticism. I am so happy that these topics and conversations are resonating with you, and I hope that they've added value to your life. I know they've added so much to mine. It's been energizing and so inspiring to continue my journey of slowing down the pace and making the room to live with more simplicity and intention. I've learned so much from all of you and all of my insightful guests who bring such a fresh perspective to the table and share so much wisdom and life experience. It's been a fun ride so far. That's an understatement. It's been amazing. And I hope that you'll continue to join me in the coming year as I dig deeper into the art of slowing down and figuring out how to simplify life and incorporate meaningful rhythms that support well-being and a purposeful life. I have some great guests lined up, as well as some fun books to review and share with you, along with so much more. Today, I'd like to highlight some fun facts about the podcast, as well as some of the top episodes of the year. The RSS feed I use is through Spotify. And at the end of the year, they do something called Spotify Wrapped, where they share lots of cool facts, some of which I thought would be fun to share with you today. First off, the fact that the podcast went global was very exciting to me. It was streamed in 21 countries. 21. 
Most of you listeners live in the United States, but we also have quite a few listeners in the UK, Australia, Germany, and Canada. Thank you all for listening. It means more than I can ever say, and I'm overwhelmed with gratitude to every single person tuning in. Episode 5, Creating a Peaceful Life Both Inside and Out with author Fiona Ferris, was the top episode of the year. Fiona is a lovely person and a gifted author, and I'm honored to add that she was a two-time guest on Let's Slow Down. You all overwhelmingly loved her, as do I, and I thought I'd share some of the highlights of my conversation with Fiona. In this clip, we were talking about busy minds, and how our environment can have a powerful impact on how we feel. I have a really busy mind and it's just always thinking of things and I I have to calm myself. And that's sort of why I write my books as well, to bring a sense of peace to people and the environment thing, like that's all part of it as well, that you want a place that's, you know, that you go to, whether it's your desk at work or your home, a place that really suits you like you don't want it to stress you more life's stressful enough there's just so much going on for everybody and all in their own way and in their own life that to keep your mind as calm as you can and keep your your home environment or where you spend a lot of your time as calm as you can like that's really important to me and I think it's important to a lot of people especially these days yeah absolutely absolutely and how much our our outside world kind of, you know, affects our inside world and our mindset and all of those things are, are very much connected. Mm. In both directions, like in, into out and out to in, like when you have a, a mind that you've soothed, it's easier to live intentionally in your home and just have the things around you that you love rather than like pacifying yourself shopping online, which I've done plenty of over the years and you know sometimes but mostly I just put them in the cart and leave them there forever and don't check out but also outside in that your home when you do tidy it and do the little things that make it nice that helps your state of mind as well that's the exact feeling I'm trying to convey here with this with Mm. this podcast and with this community I feel like it's it can be so simple but we make it really hard and (laughs) (laughs) everything you learned about yourself yesterday well me anyway I forget about it today and I have to relearn the same yes (laughs) thing about oh I feel so much better when my house isn't messy I'm gonna have a tidy up today even though it's not super messy it's just like bits out of place and then I remember oh I already did that and it was good and I just forgot that it felt good (laughs) yep yep Kind of like sometimes with exercise, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, this is good. I should be doing this more. Yeah. And the next day, I don't want to. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess it's part of being human. We've talked a lot about this on many episodes the connection between our outer living space and our mind. Without a doubt, when my working space is clean and decluttered, it makes it so much easier to think clearly and relax. And that's not saying that you need to have an Instagram-ready home in order to feel calm. It's just figuring out what works in your life and what you need to do to find that calm and peaceful feel at home, in your environment, at work. It's a supportive and necessary piece to the intentional living puzzle 
And it's so different for everyone. It varies so much even from, you know, different seasons of our lives. So it's important to slow down enough to give yourself the space and breathing room to consider what this looks like for you. And then, and I think this is the hard part, actually taking action to implement it, make it happen. And it doesn't have to take a long time. For years, I think I I put things off thinking that they would take so long and such a huge effort. I've been guilty of thinking about these things a lot and then just not doing anything about it. And I tell you what, that makes for a very frustrating, anxiety-inducing way to live. It doesn't need to take a lot of time or be perfect, just little tweaks that will make you feel a whole lot better. Along the same lines, the importance of rest and making time to chill has been a common thread this year. We are all running on empty way too often, pushing the limit without being kind enough to give our mind and body a break. Here's a little more on that topic with Fiona. So you had said that you've come to recognize better the need for for rest for yourself and and self-care. And you talked about giving yourself the grace to have the rest when you need it, when you're not feeling motivated and to treat yourself with whatever it is that you need, whether it's, you know, food or a nap or just a day doing nothing without feeling guilty. And I would love for you to talk more about that because that is something that I struggle with. I get to that point and I think I know that it means I'm tired and I'm not being productive and I feel just really wiped out. I know I need a rest. I know I might need an hour on the couch, which I don't, I don't do very often, but mm-hmm. sometimes you need to. And how do you, how do you get past that feeling of, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that? Can you give us any words of wisdom on this? <laughs> I'll try. (laughs) I just don't know if it's possible to get past the should thing. I just ignore it most of the time if I do, you know, hear it. And the guilt thing, I sort of feel like I should have everything up to date and I've done all the jobs I wanted to do that day, whether it's for my books or for the home. I feel like I need to have all of that sorted before I can rest and have some time with my Kindle. But it actually doesn't come unless I book it in. Like if I do all those things, then I do the dinner and then it's my husband gets home and we catch up for the day and then we have our dinner. So, so many days I've missed out on my my downtime and I get really shitty about it. I feel really like, oh, I never got some time to myself. And it's like, but it's my own fault. And that makes it worse. But sometimes I'll just think the day's going to go and I won't have had my reading time. So I'm just going to put everything down and go and do it now. It doesn't matter, you know, that stuff's half half done. Like I'll fit it all in. So that's one way I deal with it, but it's probably not the most elegant way. I mean, in my ideal life, I'd have everything done in the morning because that's when I have my most energy. I'd have some lunch. I'd do maybe, I don't know, groceries after lunch or just things around the house, bring the washing in and fold it up. And then I'd have this peaceful time going into late afternoon, but I honestly don't know if I've ever had one of those days. Maybe it's just this <laughs> mythical unicorn days that doesn't exist. Oh, they sound good though. I, I know. I, I would mean, love that. <laughs> and if I tried to make it happen, it would feel like I was on a schedule, but maybe that would be fun to try. So it's a good challenge. Right. Things are going to just keep happening. I feel the same way. Okay. I can't rest until I have the dishes are done and this stuff's put away and, and that's finished. But that list 
those to-dos, they don't end. They don't stop. There's always going to be more of all of those things because we're living and that's okay. So it's just a matter of letting yourself know it's okay. You're not going to get those, that half hour to yourself. You're not going to get that back once, once it's dinner time And once all those things start happening again, once your husband's home. So we really do need to prioritize it. Right. And it, And make that choice, those choices that we were talking about earlier, make that choice to Mm. prioritize it and and make it happen. The second most popular episode was number 25, Embracing Intentional Living from Overwhelm to Peace with Intentional Living Consultant Suzanne Goulden. Suzanne shared her major life shifts with us in a powerful and vulnerable episode. She talked about her experience with burnout and how she recovered through minimizing her possessions and finding clarity in her new space, room to breathe, and room to make decisions mindfully and intentionally. Getting off the darn hamster wheel. Here is a clip with Suzanne. So, you know, it's really learning to listen to what you are able to do right now. If it's overwhelming, if it's too much, it's time to stop. I mean, you mentioned at the beginning about kind of just going along with like, you know, following the cat. That autopilot, right? You know, I call it running on a hamster wheel where you're just, you're just going and you don't even realize day after day after day, it's the same and you're just going through the motions. But when have you actually stopped to say, is this getting me to where I want to be? Am I living the life that I want to be living? Is this a decision that's going to help me reach my goals? Whatever you, have you thought about what your goals are? And so being forced into a situation of slowing down and taking into account what was important. Slow living for me is I've had to really tune into if my body and mind are giving signals that I am not ready for this and tuning into what those signals are, then I know that I'm not ready. I should be no or change the way I do it or give myself more time. Low living is really staying true to myself and not worrying about what others think. I think more and more and more. People are realizing that keeping up with the Joneses, doing things just because society expects you to, is not honoring yourself. It's not honoring what's right for you. And it's okay if you're looking for permission to step out and say, I'm doing it different. Because nobody's living your life, and it doesn't matter what somebody else. No, it doesn't, Suzanne. You're absolutely right. And the older I get, I realize that nobody's thinking anything anyway. Everyone is so busy and caught up in their own lives, their own busy lives, that people aren't judging and criticizing you. It's really us doing it to ourselves. So live the life that you want to live, live the life you were meant to. And this is a perfect segue into how we parent for those of us who are parents. Moving on to talk about episode 15, 
Simplicity Parenting with Kim John Payne. This was the most shared episode. Kim John Payne is the author of the incredible read Simplicity Parenting, as well as many other books. And if you want to learn more about the book Simplicity Parenting, I also did an episode, kind of like a book report, episode 34, and that was a deep dive into the book. I read it annually and have gleaned so much guidance and wisdom from him. I call it my parenting Bible, and it really is. And it's honestly the episode, both episodes are relatable, even if you're not a parent, because they are just basic skills for life for all of us. I think the most poignant piece of the episode and my conversation with Kim was the wake-up call that Payne was giving to all of us about how beneficial it can be to slow down, despite that not being the popular choice for most people or most parents. But he shared how simplifying life can be incredibly beneficial, not only for our social-emotional health, but also for our kids' academic success and the ability to thrive as adults which after all, as parents, that is our number one job, right? To raise children who can be independent. They don't need us to get through the day. And they're, you know, productive citizens, productive adults. Here's a clip from my conversation with Kim John Payne. And having a super busy life is also not much good for academic success and learning because that's the fight or flight. And when a child is in fight or flight, learning, I mean, it's like the brain is saying, oh, no, buddy, you're, this is not, you're not worried about learning, about right. math, about numbers, about that sort of stuff, history. You've just got to survive, buddy. Sure. You just got to survive. And so the comment that we hear a lot is the social emotional side. But the one that is often surprises parents, but it no longer surprises us as a little team or actually large team of simplicity parenting coaches is how academically, cognitively it frees because now the frontal lobes and the neocortex, now the learning centers of the brain can actually start functioning and the traffic, the brain traffic is not all diverted into either addictive tendencies because of screen use or into fight or flight tendencies because of a life that's just overwhelming them. It's mm -hmm. it's too much, too soon, too sexy, too young. It's just too much. It's too much, but it's become the new normal. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to call it because it seems so ubiquitous now. Yep. But those are the comments that we hear a lot, Emery, and it's always... No matter how many times I hear it, it's always moving, always. It's so powerful. And it does make perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. But yeah. I think, like you said, our society is so, so caught up. Everybody is so caught up in so many things right now. They don't even have time to stop and, and digest this type of information. And I don't know if they'd be willing to change even if they did learn these things, it's like, no, let's rush them to another study group or another tutoring, but maybe they just need to go play outside and relax a little bit and they'll do better in school. <laughs> really interesting. Yeah. And they'll do a whole lot better. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because people sometimes say to me, well, Kim, you know, or to our coaches, you know, this is good, you know, this simple living a simple life, but that's not the way life is anymore. You know, life is hard, life is competitive. 
And I agree with aspects of that as well. And the interesting part of this for me, having been doing this for like 30 years now, is I see how successful, really genuinely successful and, and grounded and happy kids are that have been raised in this way. Because they're now, a lot of these kids, you know, they're, they're grownups now. Mm -hmm. All these kids are grownups. And I look at them and they're just doing well. Of course they are, because they found a way to live a calm, grounded life. And that's a recipe for success and also for good health. Which leads me to another guest favorite. My most requested guest this past year was my dear friend and health coach, Gina Rue. With three episodes this year, uh, Gina was featured on episode 8, 28, and 37. And we have a fourth coming soon in a couple of weeks. More than one person told me that my conversations with Gina were life-changing, and I couldn't agree more. She's made such an impact on my life and my health journey because she is so passionate about what she does. And she has a way of making you feel like you can actually do it, like you can actually get healthier, you can implement these health tips and start to see changes right away. She shares recipes that are easy to make. You don't have to be a, a cook. And her, just her overall down-to-earth approach on how to be healthy in this chaotic world where we have a lot of choices. And many of these choices often lean towards unhealthy habits if we're not careful. If you haven't listened to all of these episodes yet, I would definitely recommend going back to them. I can see why these episodes were a hit. I want to share a short clip from Gina where she summarizes some basic, easy ways we can be more healthy. Here she is. You can break down your health into like five or six basic pillars, right? Your nutrition. So we talked a little bit of that, being prepared with foods, your hydration, mindful movement, like some type of movement into your day, your sleep, your stress management, and then that joy and gratitude piece. Because without joy, you know, so I know you're probably like, that's a lot. It doesn't sound so simple. But if I walk you through a few things that you can do, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's so simple. So my best advice, I would have to say, is to start by looking and being mindful about how you start your day and how you end your day. All right. So this is going to be super indicative of how the rest of your day unfolds. So let's talk about how we start your day. And I want you to think about it before you say to yourself, I don't have time to do anything in the morning and I'm not getting up any earlier. You know, I, I, I've said that a million times. So just hear me out because I've lived in that space for so long, but I had to find a way to make it work. So the first thing you can do when you wake up is to resist looking at your phone. So we want sunlight on our eyes before blue light. I'm really trying to be mindful of like the first 30 minutes of you being awake to not have the phone in front of you because that's going to mess up your circadian rhythm, believe it or not. When we see natural sunlight on our eyes, it's going to produce serotonin. That's like our happy hormone that's going to wake us up. So if you're up before it's the sun rises, fine, just keep the phone away. And then as soon as the sun rises, make sure you're looking out the window. So getting some light stretching in, working on your balance, flexibility, and your core strength is so important. We need that lifelong. We want to be strong from the inside out. So I think that's super important. And then that helps stress management too and energy because believe it or not, we think that by moving our bodies, we're going to be more tired. But a lot of times it energizes us more, but it also impacts our mental health, mm -hmm. right? So that could be a great way to manage stress. There's no way to eliminate stress. It's just not possible. 
but how can we manage it and how can we teach ourselves to react differently to the stress in our lives? So breathing is super important. I love, I do a whole talk on breathing and the, the autonomic nervous system, but what actually happens when we slow down and breathe and find times for joy in our lives, it helps us to be more present. And anytime we could be more present and in tune with our bodies, in tune with nature, it's just going to support us so much more. Please listen to the full episode, which was number eight, for all the details. Gina shared so many tips you can easily incorporate into your day to make a profound difference on how you feel. It's been such a thrill getting to have these conversations with such kind, intelligent people who are doing impactful work and adding so much to our world. They are such an inspiration to me, each and every one of them. I hope to have more guests like them in the coming year. And if you know of anyone who would be a great fit, please reach out. I'm always looking for suggestions. As I wind down today and reflect on the podcast, the top episodes of the past year all centered around creating a more peaceful, intentional life by making choices to slow down, declutter, and be grateful. Dr. Peggy DeLong's episode number 41 on gratitude and how it can truly change your life was also huge. And I would strongly encourage you to listen if you haven't. All these topics reflect a broader shift towards being present, living simply and with intention. And I think that many people are recognizing the importance of quality over quantity and less is more, whether it's in relationships, daily routines, your approach to work, and your approach to play, the continued desire for a more balanced and purpose-driven life will influence the content of this podcast in the coming months. And I'm so excited to share more with you. As we enter winter, it is a natural time to hibernate. Let's take a page out of nature's book. To rest and restore ourselves after a long year. Taking time to reflect on all that was and could have been all that served, and all that didn't. I hope that we can continue to walk together on this journey in order to live the life we were meant to, so we can discover our individual gifts and share them with a world that greatly needs each and every one. Let's continue to slow down together, my friends, one day, one episode at a time. Thank you for your support and the happiest of New Year's to you all. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have been inspired to slow down and start living life at your own pace. As a brand new podcast, your listener voice matters. If Let's Slow Down is resonating with you, please take a minute to leave a review and rate us. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen and share it with friends. Remember, this is a process, so go easy on yourself. Be gentle and take all the space you need to thrive because the world needs you to be at your best, to love and serve others and yourself. 